Hey y'all, it's What's the Trevor Red Show coming back at you. Yeah, live again. Oh, Let's yeah. do this one more time. Tripping red, baby. Listen Ooh. up, everybody. We got some stuff to talk about. We got time. We'll stuff to talk about all day. And, uh, yeah, let's get down to some business. So, like, ever since this whole COVID shit started, you've been washing your hands with so much isopropyl alcohol and fruit scent and soap. Your piss is pretty near a cocktail. You're an idiot. So you go to the bank the other day, wearing a ball cap and sunglasses. The guy at the door says, where's your mask? The last time you got there wearing a mask and a ball cap, he put you in a headlock and called the fucking cops. Pump the brakes. Pump it or better. Right, Let's get at folks, her. Here we are, Trippin' Red Show. Thank you all for joining us again. We appreciate you. And uh, what you just heard there was Pop's renditions of, uh, well, some of his own jokes that he did in the style of Letter Kenny. I'll let you take it away on the thank yous and the shout outs here. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Jerry Kiso and the crew from Letter Kenny. You guys are awesome. It's fantastic the way you guys, you're inspiring. Uh, love, love the Canadian comedy content. You guys are doing a fantastic job. So the whole crew is, it, like, the show is amazing. Uh, if oh, yeah. you're one of these weirdos that has not checked out Letter Kenny yet, please go and if you live in Canada, up, yeah. If you're in Canada, amazing. you gotta check that shit out, man. Yeah, like that's that's. And if you're not in Canada, well, you might just get a little insight on what it actually is like up here, bud. And you might not think we can make a fucking igloo because you know what, bud? That's not the way she goes. Yeah, I can make an igloo, sir, too. I mean, I can make an igloo. I'm not saying I couldn't. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus Christ. Spilling on myself already. Yeah, the uh, original Letter Kenny episodes on YouTube were the inspiration for those two little blurb jokes that started that started the show tonight. Because <sighs> yeah, I yeah, I watched them, I loved them, and I was like, oh man, good stuff. And yeah. I was inspired. So hugely, I think we both we both took from the comedy, and we were like, you know what? It's it's something that we both related to in our own lives, but at the same time, it's nice to find comedy that isn't. Just like every other comedy, you know what I mean? It's not derivative of what every freaking comic is out there doing. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part of of, of a show like Leonard Kenny yeah. is like, yeah, you know what? This is original. This is actually a, a little bit of an eye-opener into the lives of yeah. people. Yeah, and, exactly. And you know what? To be honest with you, the thing about Letter Kenny is I have had... A bit of a negative opinion of people from the east, like people. So like, similar. Yeah, you know what? So similar. You know what? There's 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 some bros out there. They're yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're the same people. I just, it, and it was like, yeah, you know what? It's the Canadian, right? It's, it's the Canadian there's, in us. There's there's beautiful people all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. it's pretty cool. So, so yeah. Jared Kiso and Co, you're on our list as like big thank you. Huge, huge inspirations for us. Comedy big time. Guys. Um, we make your yeah. jokes all the time in the house here. Like, uh, fuck you, Shorzy. Fucking order. Fucking tell your mom to order me another gift card because I fucking ran out and I need more KFC. Yeah, it's it's kind of a constant around this place. So, <laughs> anyway. If you're listening, if you end up happening to listen to this podcast, 
reach out, bro. It'd be great. We'd love to talk to you. We'll try. We'll too. We'll try to email, find some email contacts maybe, or uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Trip, Lucid Trip. And this is Red, my Papa Bear. Yeah. So I've been struggling through the acting world for frick knows how long. Yeah. It's and, been a while, uh, Brian. It's been a while, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a bit of a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of a little bit of a journey there, uh, hey, Brian. Yeah. 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 Dance my way through Corner Gas and. A little bit of a, a few movies and stuff. A little bit of an antagonist and a little bit of a protagonist. And, uh... Well, honestly, yeah, if, I, if Kiso and Company wants, oh yeah, if Kiso and Company wants to reach out to me, I'll, I'll, I would fucking love to audition for you guys. You guys are fantastic. I think what you're doing is awesome. the The product that you're turning out is amazing. Beautiful. It's it's super entertaining. It's it's. It, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't know if anybody else has. I don't know who has seen it, but it's... Like, Mrs. Brown's Boys was hilarious in its honesty to the production. Like, it's honesty to who they were representing, um, which made Mrs. Brown's Boys fantastic. Right, it's because such a good show. Because yeah, it was like this is just. I was just talking real... about Mrs. Brown Boys with somebody the other day. I just brought yeah. this up. Yeah, like it, it's such an honest representation so of good. the life of those people. Yeah, and that's the feeling that I get with Letterkenny. Yes, it's an honest represent representation of these people. Yeah, it does. You know, highlight it's and kind entertainment. Of up certain it's entertainment value. Certain yeah. Entertainment value, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like. Yeah, but it's true. Up, but that's but the it honest way that it happens. Mm-hmm. So that's... we both know it to be true, and yeah. it's not a sugar-coated uh, gimmick. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just honestly that's how it goes. So. Yeah, no, you're good there. You so, keep your feet there. I'll play with your feet a couple times. Tip your toes. Yeah. Well, the table is wide enough apparently. Well, we need to keep the microphone close enough to get your raspy little voice there. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Anyway, so tonight's topics, uh, I just wanted to let you all know that we're going to be diving into a bit of a, a bit of a different route than uh, where we've been headed lately. We've gave you some insight on our acting, our my music, uh, his inspira- my father's inspirations on myself, uh, his inspirations, where he came from, what he's done. Uh, a little bit of uh, the works that I've created and the shows that I've done, the music I've released and whatnot. And you all know that if you listen to the other podcasts. And thank you so very, very much for doing so. Just wanted to start off by saying that tonight will be an 18 plus, 19 plus, please just at your own risk type of deal. Yeah, this is not, not, safe, not safe for work, not safe for family. This yeah, is, like you, be a fucking adult show. If you're yeah. if you're chilling around your your family and you might need to just take a little uh, little gander on who's there and what their opinions are on things because we're talking about psychedelics tonight. Yeah, if you no, know, if you if grandma's coming over for a Christmas supper, this is not the show you want to listen to right now. Mhm. Mhm. Plain and simple. It's right. Like, yeah, yeah. You can put on some Christmas music, motherfucker. You're gonna hear some stuff that's like, oh, jeepers. Ah, no. Yeah. No, please don't say that right now. Right. Uh, so, lock this up. 
put it in your spank bank for later. Because <laughs> 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 fuck, <laughs> this is gonna shit's gonna get weird. Oh, I love it. Shit might get weird, and uh, you're gonna hear some stuff that you might not want to know about. Red and some shit you might know might not want to know about trip, but yeah, you never know. Um, yeah. So grandma's probably not gonna want to hear this one. Yeah. So, All right. So let's dive into the world of psychedelics and the and the world of not. We're not talking about hard drugs here tonight, folks. We do not promote the use of hard drugs. We don't promote the use of drugs, and we are not gonna be a podcast that. Ooh, you logged into your Spotify tonight and you got to hear another drug podcast. No, 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 no. Take that idea, scrap it, chuck it, toss it. This is about psychedelics, what they really, you know, the experience. Like, we're not trying to glorify the use of drugs. We're trying to talk about what what really happens when you open up to being not non-judgmental on the world and people and being more open just and and talking to people and experiencing things and i think that's a lot of what psychedelics has has helped me with is being um less actually to be honest is has helped me be less of a closed off person like i'm 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 microdosed uh with uh psilocybin with mushrooms and uh it's to be honest, one of the best parts of it is where I find peace in my thoughts because I've gone through them and I've found out, hey, you know what? It's not so abnormal to think this way or it's not so bad to feel upset today or it's not so hard to be... Like, when I get anxious or I get worried or I get scared or I get nervous or something like that and it builds up that anxiety and it builds up that feeling inside... And I actually have the time where I'm properly aware of that and I'm taking care of it with microdosing of psilocybin mushroom. It's it's just unbelievable how it changes my perspective on things and just down to like the level of being able to go just for a walk and see how you can get to a certain point, especially in the world right now where we're on lockdown and a lot of us are doing all these things at home or we're going to jobs like yourself, Pops, where you're doing the, the, these jobs and you're doing it all day and then you come home and then you're home and you can't do anything else but go home, go to work, go home, go to work because that's what it is and you're a necessity worker. So you are working through COVID and you're working in a healthcare place. So it's like this, it's, it's beautiful that you're doing it. So what I'm trying to get at here is that when you go through that cycle, some of us are getting cooped up. Some of us are getting feeling like we don't appreciate what we really have in front of us sometimes. And when I'm properly microdosing, I say properly microdosing a few times, and I'll say it again tonight numerous times. When you properly microdose, you can honestly, you can really find a truly different perspective on this world and I and I do want to dive into uh into what you feel about it and to what psychedelics have maybe helped you um yourself um but I know with me it was just it was huge and it's been my mental health has has gained so much positive from it so yeah yeah well, I mean that's that's part of the thing with me is I I suffered from 
anxiety and yeah. depression and um, OCD. Like, I mean, all of these things have always been really prevalent in my life. Um, and having, having like, depression and OCD at the same time, it's, it's, it's like this ever revolving door but it's just like there's always the feeling of dread just keeps coming at you and the feeling of dread just regenerates the feeling of OCD and it's just like this it's, it's, it's a crazy circle because it's it's one one thing feeds off the other right so it's like this constant crazy cycle where it's like this makes me feel this way, so I try to feel that way. That makes me feel this way, so I try to feel this way. And it's just, yeah. Um, and sadly, I know that I've passed that on to my kids. I know that both of my boys have anxiety and depression. And, like, your brother yeah. suffers from social anxiety. He suffers from a lot of the same. Yeah. And you know what? And, and the thing is, there's a lot of people that think that the, there's a lot of people that like try to write off mental illness right? and they think that anxiety is just your state of mind and it's like you can change it if you decide to right? and there's a lot of people that think that depression isn't really a thing it's something that you yeah. decide to choose to be and it, it, it the, the fact of the matter is it isn't Right, your okay. brain, your brain there's, 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 your brain's making a disconnection and it's not making, yeah. able to make a choice. That's the thing is the people, people is, who have depression, anxiety, yeah. the choice is stripped from them. Yeah, you don't get to make that choice. Depression and anxiety, if you are actually afflicted with these things, they are overwhelming. They take over your brain and they attack your brain, and it there's there's nothing you can do. To actually, I mean, there is there there's things you can do. Yeah, but, but I'm saying to the root of it. But I'm saying at the root, it's gonna come at you. Yeah, and it's gonna attack you. You're gonna need to right. know how to deal with it. It's like the it's the only way. Yeah, it's gonna jump you. It's gonna it's take. Like, it's gonna take a, you on. Playing a game of hockey, you know that the the other team is trying to score on you. There's nothing stopping them from doing it. Yeah. You are the one stopping. You have to defend yourself, and that's all you can because do. Because the pressure is always on. Right, right. You always have to defend you're, yourself. You're a defender. Yeah. You're playing, exactly. def you're playing defense every day of your life. Exactly. It's like being... And, yeah, it's like... It, that's a perfect example, perfect. actually, is playing defense on a hockey team or a football team. Right. The pressure is always coming at you. I thought of this, but... Yeah. That's, that's a perfect example. It's the pressure is always on you. Yeah. And it's your responsibility and it's your job to try and stop the pressure from coming on. And it's like, I mean, you can, you can talk to a psychiatrist and you can get certain drugs and you can do this, that, or the other thing. But guess what? Try it's, this, try that, try this. Yep. But it's, it's always going, it's always going to be coming at you. It's always going to be trying to barrel down your neck. Yeah. So it's, that's something that you have to building, live with and you have to, system. and you have to find a way to actually live with that in your life. And that is the that's, big, that's the biggest thing is trying to fit that into your life so that you can actually have a normal day to day life. Like yeah. 
you know what? I have to wake up. Um, I have to go to work. Yeah. From two to ten, five days a week, right? Like that's just a no-brainer. That has to happen because I have to work. I have to get paid. Right. I have to pay my bills. And Monday to Friday, I got to log in. It's nine a.m. Zoom chat, and I got to make sure I'm on my student university thing. And yeah, Monday so we, we we have we have these responsibilities, right. and every and you have to do that. Yeah. So and that's that's the it's the <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize how much it actually takes out of a person with that kind of functioning disability. Yeah. To actually, like, yeah. when you wake up, like, for for a yeah. person who doesn't have anxiety or depression, yeah, right, they'll, they'll wake up in the morning and they're like, okay, well, I gotta go to work today. Okay, so they wake up, they hop in the shower, they get showered up, they put their clothes on. Sure, they might they, have some, they go. They might they, have some like oh like oh I might be a little bit off schedule. You know, you might have that little bit of yeah. that stress. And we're not saying we're not trying to say that no one who doesn't no have but. Major anxiety or stress. I'm just saying, absolutely. Everybody who has a day to day job, I'm not discrediting anybody. Exactly. Because you have the same pressures. I get it. it Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Everybody who has a day to day job has the exact same pressures. For sure. The problem with somebody with anxiety and depression, major and chronic, is is how we should put it. Yeah. Is when you wake up in the morning, you would rather not. Be able do to anything. Literally. You 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 wake up in the morning and you want to put the covers over your head and, and you want the world to go away, but you know that you have to somehow find the will and strength inside you to get up and have yes. a shower, get ready, and go to work. And it 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 it, it, it takes for people that are it not takes a lot more. Can I just say for energy? That are not just hang on. Yeah, no. That that I but just it, want them to know that this is not. Saying that people that are not diagnosed don't have the same issue. I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. On. But it's it it it's the energy that it takes. Yeah. To actually roll out of bed. Yeah. And get ready and get dressed. Find appreciation. Find and a go to day. Go purpose. to work. It's the pur- Is it the purpose? For me, it's a purpose. I find seeing what's actually worth it harder for me. To actually find the will most days for myself. I'm sorry, but I need to put it out there. It's like seeing what the end result is. If it's not good enough, why? Why would I put in the effort? And that's where I get stuck. That's where I get so stuck. Yeah. No, it's it's it I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's very difficult for like and I've I've been living with this for years. Like years and years, I I don't sleep properly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Right? Like, I mean, I can't. It's rubbed off, man. I yeah. I lay down at night because my body's exhausted, my brain's exhausted, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to sleep. You know what the worst? All right, so I will lay down, (laughs) and then I will toss and turn and flip around for hours, and I'm thinking about every single fucking thing that I have to do the next day and if I don't do this what's the outcome of that and then the brain race starts right and talk to anybody yeah talk to anybody that has anxiety about brain race it's oh. it's legit it, it's a 
It's a legit mental and disability. While we're on brain race. Because just, it will it will debilitate you. Yes. Because it, it shuts down everything yes. and your brain is going yes. all the time. So you are lying in bed wanting so badly to sleep mm-hmm. and you you cannot shut off and you cannot relax because your brain is going, You didn't do this. And yeah. if you don't do that, that'll do this. And, and you didn't this do this good. This'll do this. And you, you didn't do this. And this right this is gonna screw this. this up. And oh, if you don't do this, this Yeah. And it so up. it's like this constant like all of a sudden. Did you check all your of emails? Your, Did you answer your last last messenger? Did you All of your synapses are snapping, right? And you're laying in bed going, fuck off. I just want to sleep. Could I just, could you just all just just, shut down for four hours? If you could all just shut the fuck up for four hours. It's like Bruce Almighty when he hears God's voice in his head and Bruce Almighty. And and everyone's like, I wish for this, I wish for that. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Just give me a four hour (laughs) nap. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. That's, That's the reality of. And and it's that's the reality of, of anxiety and and for for the CD it's just like it will fuck you up because and for the listeners at home I just want to say can I just say with the two of us having the same related uh, the same related things plus we're both empathetic so can I just say that when someone's having a hard time sleeping in your household and you're empathetic and you care about them and they're the same DNA and blood you don't sleep either so come to think of it. Would you like to guess how much I sleep? Probably fucking not as much more than he does. Well, yeah, and that's just the thing. Exactly. And when I don't sleep, how well do you sleep? Like shit. Exactly. Sleep what the fuck? like hell. Exactly. And it's just because like a girl I'm... staying with a girl and they get on their period schedules. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, you're on the same cycle all of a sudden. Yes. Because I can, I can go to my room. I can sit down. Right? And I can be like, all right, I'm just going to chill out. And then I see Duke walk into your room, and I'm like, fuck, Chandler really needs a nap right now. And I'm just, yep. And now all of a sudden, I'm feeling frustrated for you. Yep. Because you need a nap, and he's going in there, and then I feel the frustration that you're feeling because you can't, yeah, Duke is our dog, by the way. Anyway. So. So it's, yeah, it's just like all of a sudden I start to feel the frustration that you're feeling when you're laying in bed and I'm like, I get tense and I get my fucking, I get a ball on my chest and I'm going, oh my God. And and then, and then fucking fast track to the morning time, it's AM and now guess what? Since dad does actually work two to 10, that wasn't just a random number. He works two to 10. So in the morning time, guess who's sleeping and guess who's up for school? My Faja. And I need to make sure that he gets the rest that he needs for work. So when the when 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 we both have this psychological empath, empathy for each other and we're trying to look out for each other, as soon as something happens or I turn on the YouTube and all of a sudden I've left the volume on or something and it's cranked and it just blares, I literally run to your room and check on you and go, fuck, did I just wake him up with my YouTube? And then I literally close your door nice and slowly and I go, fuck, I hope I didn't wake him up. And then you cough and I go, <gasps> Oh, I know. And all of a sudden, it's eight thirty in the morning, and I'm now. It's because I love you, and it's it's because I'm empathic. I'm I care, and it's not just anybody, right? It's not gonna I, be. I do the same thing yeah. when, like, if you fall asleep before yeah. I come home, right? Like you're sleeping on the recliner, mm-hmm. or you're sleeping in bed. Say, for example, you're sleeping in your bed. Yeah. Okay. Best case scenario, 
you've gone to bed. And I'm like, okay. Better than worst case Ontario. All right. So, so Chandler's, Chandler's getting some rest. Awesome. I just got home from work, so I'm not going to wind down and fucking sleep right now. So I got to do something. So I put on a movie. But I put it on quiet enough. Because I just don't turn the volume over fucking 14. Because I don't want to wake Chandler up. Because he's yeah. finally getting the rest that he freaking wants. Yeah. So I'm like, I put the movie on 14. I'll watch a movie for a while. You watch it on Whisper. And then I... And then, like, I hear him roll over in his bed, and I'm like, oh, shit, shit, fuck, shit, shit. <laughs> so I go and check, and I'm like, nope, okay, he's still sleeping. Good, okay. And I'll turn the volume down, and then not, and like, one more not, notch. I'm like, not getting to bed. Mm, we're going to go down at 12. Oh, yeah, and you want to know, folks, by the way, turning down the volume on our television is like trying to see through the dark when you're in a fucking pitch black fucking room in the middle of the forest <laughs> in the middle of the forest in the, at two in the morning yeah the living room tv doesn't have a remote and it's a flat screen so you kind of have to have like a flashlight or there's nothing that tells you where the like a is. headlamp light or whatever so you can actually go in there like a coal miner and turn up the volume or turn it down but that's that is not a criticism, by the way, Karen. If you're listening, because no, thank you good. so much. I'm just the, letting television. Thank you so much for the television. Thank you. My girlfriend Karen it's hooked great. us up no, with a sure. lot of furniture and 100%. like a TV and a recliner and a TV stand and everything. And yes. sweetheart, you're awesome. Thank yes, you very much. Thank you. you have been more than fucking amazing. Thank you. Um, but. So that's like a thing. That's a shot at the TV companies, basically for me. Is yeah, the, the flat touch, screen TV what thing. What the fuck is that? Why is there a? There's just little white. Not even white. They're gray. No, you can't. No, you can't they're see. See through, aren't they? If you're in the daytime, there's see through little uh, V. There's a V and then a plus and a minus. Yeah. In the daytime, tiny. You can't even see it in the tiny little things. You, you can't have, see it. You can have all your windows open and all your lights on. You're still not going to see it. And it's a touch screen. You still have to put the it's flashlight a touch. on. Touch. Yeah. So you have to touch it, and God forbid you fucking turn it on, and then you all of a sudden go to touch something, and now you turn it up forty fucking clicks, and it's already yep. blaring. Yep. <laughs> by the way, you've gotten bitten by the glitter ghost. Oh, you've fuck. got glitter on your bottom eyelid on your left hand so side. So we decorated yeah. for Christmas, eh? And now we got glitter everywhere. We can't get rid of the glitter. It's been on his face. It's been on my body now. Apparently, it's, it's been on like six places in my freaking face. The already. dog looks like he's been spray painted red a few days ago. But yeah, there's glitter all over this place for some for reason. Six. Thank like you, a... Destiny. Appreciate the Christmas decorations. I'm not trying to say that's shitty either. I'm just joking. It's funny. It's not bad. It just looks like a stripper convention in here. Yeah, it looks like I had, I had a titty <laughs> show while Dad was at work. I got called some hookers while Dad was gone and he came home and all of a sudden there's a Christmas tree and there's glitter everywhere. <laughs> for some reason, we all have glitter on our face. So, psychedelics. That was a good way to get into it, eh? All right. So that was a long intro to yeah. try and get into psychedelics. My introduction. That's what happens when you try to talk about psychedelics. My introduction to psychedelics was yeah. Tell me. Was kind of crazy. Like I mean, I did. When I was in high school, I wasn't. I wasn't a big user. I experimented, like with. Whatever. Well, I'd be the opposite of that. I, I would have. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I tried, I, I tried shit. 
you know, here and there. Yeah, and, I've come a long way. You know, holy shit, I've come a long way. Buddies, buddies, you know, rep, like buddies actually. Yeah. Brought this or that to my attention, and I, you know, I tried it, and that's fine. But I think uh, I don't know. I think if if I look back into my real past in terms of psychedelics, it was um, well, Shambhala was probably the first time I really got weird with stuff. Oh yeah, like I. Hey, that's literally what I'm trying. Yeah, that's what I want to know. You want me to talk about Shambhala. Yeah. You want me to tell you the stories about Shambhala. Please, because you told me when I was young that I couldn't know until I was older. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. I heard the whole fucking thing. And I'm fucking 26 now. Goddamn, almost 30. Please tell me the shit. Dig dig into your brain a little bit and tell me what happened. (laughs) I know everyone has stories, man. I was dating a girl. All right, let's go. Who said, you know, it's, it's 29 minutes in, guys. If you're still here, get ready, motherfuckers. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do this. Yeah. Um, this so is the late night special. Let's go, motherfuckers. I, I was dating a girl who was, you know, like, well, I don't know, ten years my junior, probably. Jesus. So that's what I was like. What does that mean? I was in 10 my years your junior. Can you use like 10 years mom? younger than me? Thank you. What the <laughs> fuck does that even? <laughs> it's old man speak. Yeah, Shut I up. get it now. Um, I get it now. <laughs> so I was in my early 30s, freshly divorced from your mom. Okay. And Thanks. I, and I started dating this girl that was in her 20s. Love you, moms. Anyway. So <clears throat> she said. We should go to this festival called Shambhala. Shambhala. And I was like, all right, let's go to this festival called Shambhala. So we got tickets. And at uh, time, Kate, Kate, how, do you remember how much they were at the time? Uh, Can you please? Uh, like 80, 100 bucks a piece. How the fuck? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but just oh, yeah, they, look they, it up. Look up how much it costs to go to the next event that they have after COVID fucks everything up, if they do. Look yeah, up, I look don't know. How much it costs. Maybe it was a hundred bucks a ticket. Maybe it's way more. But now. anyway, but we 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 bought two tickets yeah. very easily. Yeah, and she was, she was like living on child support, and I was living on a single income. So it wasn't like we were still able to afford both tickets and the trip to fucking BC. <laughs> so yeah. We bought tickets to Shambhala, and we were both very fucking excited, and I was like, I've never been to a fucking festival like this before. Like, all right. So, before we left, we grabbed some weed. Yeah, as you do. Right. Because, you go to a festival. because you're allowed to carry your personal weed on you. Yeah. When you're going to the sh- when you're going to the festival, they, they they don't let you in if you've got excessive stuff. Okay. But if you've got a personal amount, that's fine. You got a quarter or half hour of weed. Well, a little bit more than we should have. But okay. well, someone's hiding it in a sock. Yeah, the but here's the thing. Yeah, the rest of it's in some guy's sock. <laughs> the problem was. Yeah. Or his ass. Just kidding. <laughs> the problem was we missed our turn. Right. And so, oh inst- my God! What? So, so instead of going straight to the Shambhala site, we ended up at the Canadian-U.S. border. 
thing is, is once you enter the U.S.-Canadian border, you have to go through and come back. Oh, my God. In order to go through. So I've got a whole bunch of weed taped to my ankle underneath my sock. And he's like, do you have anything to claim? And I'm like, maybe. He's like, it's best if you just tell us now if you have anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have this weed. This is this this is what this weed's still legal at this point, oh, right? Big time illegal, bud. So I'm like, all You're right. Fucking big time illegal, bud. So this I'm is like, not legal oh, cannabis zone. Here you go. You Sorry. You gave him weed. Well, yeah, because he. They were gonna, they were yeah. gonna, they were gonna search me yeah. if I didn't hand it over, right? right. So it's like, it. okay, well, either I can hand it over or you're gonna search you me. Look, you're gonna found it. There's, cause there's gonna be a dog. He's gonna sniff it. It's gonna. You looked anything like I do in my fucking twenties right now. Jesus fucking Christ, you're about as fucking. No, I was for a cannabis. I was smoker. preppy looking as a motherfucker. <laughs> but this is preppy looking. <laughs> I love it. But we went through the fucking border. So now I'm fucking creeped because He's I got fucking. Fine, but now they're I like, got border. We know you have it. I got border patrol guards. Yeah. Who know that Shambhala's happening this weekend? And you know where they are? They're and south of fucking Shambhala. Here's a 34 year old guy dumb. in a car with a 22 year old girl. Oh. Going. Perfect. Do you have any weed? Uh, duh. I took the wrong turn and I was supposed to go up there to. No, the- we're just going to my grandma's for supper. No, it's not like, fuck. That that that's not selling, okay? So like so I hand over the weed. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, okay. So they search our car. Because because I handed over the weed, so they're like, okay, well we're pull that's over here. Horrible cause, motherfucker. Yeah, so now they start tearing apart the car. Yeah. Didn't find anything. No problem. I had, some boo- I had some booze wrapped in blankets. They're fine. They didn't fucking care. Had a bee. But RCMP. But you also missed a bottle in my car, RCMP. But at one point in life, anyway. But get this. What? The girl I was dating at the time. Yeah. The girl I was with. Yeah. She was at a party two weeks earlier. <laughs> they had some MDMA. Oh no! Guess whose guess who's driver's license they used to cut it with? Yours. Uh-uh. Hers. Yep. And it fell in your car. Well, she had to give them her driver's license, <gasps> and she had used her ID to mm-hmm. cut the fucking MDMA. Yep. yep. Sorry, I wasn't even picking up on that. Fuck. fuck. So we got detained because they were like, um, "There's traces of MDMA on your driver's license," and I was like, "Ah." We're going to go to fucking jail. Like, dude, we're fucked. And she was like, look, I was at a party. Some friends had it out. I gave them my driver's license to use to cut it. The fucking pig bought it. Thankfully. Oh, my God. It was her ex-boyfriend. Actually brought the shit to the party. I wasn't there. I wasn't even. I wasn't even there, and I almost went to jail for this shit. Wow! Because she uh, had MDMA on her driver's license, and I was like, "Cause they have like the yeah, they can fucking tell." Oh yeah! And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like we almost went south. Like I almost ended up in a freaking prison. 
because wild. the girl that I was dating went to a party where there was MDMA two weeks ago. Fuck. And we're on our way to this. This is a lesson, folks. Oh, my God. By the way, it's a fucking lesson, folks. Like, holy crap. So we finally get out of Border Patrol. Get back on our way. And we did end up going to Shambhala. And it was crazy. It was an awesome party. Shambhala was uh, an amazing experience. I'd love to go back there again. I spent... Uh, you need to tell me something. I spent an awesome night in the Enchanted Forest with, uh, with a couple. You know, we were eating chocolate-covered mushrooms. Here we go. And, uh, covered shrooms, baby. Yeah. Yeah, there was this couple. <laughs> and I settled in with them, and we sat down, and we ate some chocolate-covered mushrooms, and we had this amazing conversation for, like, hours on end. <coughs> and, uh, I just, I got to know them on such a freaking weird, deep level that, like, I knew these people <laughs> as... Like their souls. I've never seen them before or again. Yeah. But I knew so much about them. That's cool. And it was such a great conversation and it was so intense. And I went back to my tent because that's what you have at Shambhala. You set up your tent in the pit of tents where everybody freaking lives. And it's just like this <laughs> slew of disgustingness, hippiness. And, but it's fine. It's awesome. It's what you want, and uh, that's what you pay for, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was great. Like I mean, I I got so fucked up and talked to them for hours on end, and then I went back to my tent and and can, can you uh, remember how like the, what you would see or oh tell me yeah there was there <laughs> I was walking back from the enchanted forest and uh, there was. This couple that had they 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 had designed really big stilts. Yeah. And they were like a wedding couple. Oh my god. And so it was like the groom and the bride and they were both on stilts and they were like fourteen feet tall. Holy fuck. And they're walking towards me as I'm walking back to my tent and I'm like, What the fuck is going on right now? Why is there a fourteen foot person walking holy fuck I'm like super fucked up so I'm like completely fucking messed and I Deep fucking in the shrooms yeah I fucking weed my way through these people I'm like okay <laughs> that's fucked up I get back to my tent and I fucking lay down and I wake up it's like 6 in the morning and the girl that I was with she's like yeah, I'm not feeling so good. I think we should leave. And I'm like, no, we're not leaving. This is the first day of the rest of my life. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going back out there. There's some crazy shit. So I fucking wake up, still half stoned. I don't know what I was wearing. But I walked right back into the 
the massive Shambhala and I found this band that was playing. Yeah. There's just like this electronica band playing. But, but there's these two huge trees, right? And there's this girl doing a dance with like the sheet that hangs down from and she's like twisting herself around in it. And stuff, oh, and doing yeah. like the like the dance. Yeah, like Cirque du Soleil and shit. Yeah, like some Cirque du Soleil type shit. And she's like flipping around and doing twists and turns, and, this, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And this guy comes up and he's like, "You want to smoke?" And I'm like, "Yeah, buddy." And I'm still half high on fucking shrooms. Like I'm still I'm still riding the fucking mushroom train. And he's like, "You want some smoke?" And I'm like, "Yeah, buddy." It's Shambhala, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> first day of the rest of my life. I said it. Well, yeah, let's go. So I fucking take a hoot and I'm just royally screwed up. And like the girl how, fucking. How old am I? Mm, this is right around the time, right shortly after the time I went to BC. Fucking right. I love it. Okay, so this girl, what? So you'd have been like 12? Okay. Deadly. This girl. So she was doing the thing with the sheet in the tree. Awesome. And that's all I could see. Because I I go back there. I'm high as a kite. And if I look at the trees, that's all I'm seeing. Is this girl swirling around <laughs> in this sheet doing her thing and twisting and turning and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever seen in my oh life. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen such a majestic sight. Like, yeah. Well, I was, I was a torture for freaking days in a row, just wrecked. <laughs> and when we left, it was the girl that I was with was like, "You were kind of fucked up," and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't been that fucked up in my life." Like, that was the most I ever got wrecked. Because before, before I went there and did that, I was... Like, I mean, I smoked weed a couple of times, whatever, and I drank. Right? Yeah. So, it was like, yeah, okay. Well, whatever it is, what it is. But I went to Shambhala and I just fucking let loose. And I was oh, just yeah. like... Mm. I'm doing all of, I had a guy actually offer me ketamine. Oh my God. And I was like, uh. And the girl, I was, I was just like, no. You don't want to mix no. that with what we're doing. <laughs> She's like, no. You're already on shrooms and weed. Do not touch the. No, don't touch that'll the disable you. Yeah. You're She's on, like, no, no, no. Don't. And I'm like, you're on no. a psychedelic and a fucking uh, stimulant that acts as an up and down. So you're like the weed axes up and down. So then you're on this mushroom trip that makes you feel like you're already dying because mushrooms make you feel amazing and like death at the same time. If anyone needs to know and you don't want to try it, it feels like the best thing and the worst thing and the combination of everything. And you just don't know what you're going to get into. So be careful with mushrooms, folks. I was doing shrooms and weed at the same time. This guy offered me ketamine. And I was like, uh... Fuck me, running. And the girl, I was just like, don't. Don't touch it. Please don't touch it because I need to get you home alive. And I was like, all right. That's fair. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, good call. So I kind of want to tell you. You know the girl. That's awesome. 
You know the girl. I, I, I will, I'll tell you off mic who it was. Awesome. Because I'm not going to mention her on here. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. So I want to tell you my first mushroom story trip. Uh, I don't think I've shared this with you before. So that was awesome. Do you have anything else to add on your Shambhala adventures? Uh, the outhouses were gross. Oh, what? Tell me more. The outhouses were terrible. Because no matter which outhouse you went to, it had been used 5,000 times and they were fucking nasty. They had a fucking great hookah tent, though. Oh, my God. Anytime you just wanted to go and relax, good job dropping the beer. Um, Anytime you wanted to go and just, like, chill out, there was, like, this big tent with a whole bunch of hookah. No way. And you could just go and have some... Only tobacco? Yeah, like herbal. Herbal herbal stuff. Okay. And you could just go and have some fucking herbal hoots and just be like, ah, all right, cool. Did they, like, have water and someone to look after you or anything? It was fantastic. Yeah, it was just, it was just like... It was like a it was like a hookah restaurant. The Care Lounge. In a, is it the Care Lounge? In a or tent. Like that or I've Could have been. I've but heard of like the Care Lounge. I put it in quotations in the air. It might have been, but it was like yeah, you could just go in there, have a couple of hoots off the hookah, yeah. have a couple of drinks. Somebody would come by and ask how you were doing oh. and if you needed anything, and it was like all right, cool. Fuck man. But yeah, there was just this relaxation safe, point where it's like it was a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, because things, right. things can get hectic at a big festival like that when you're, especially when you're diving in deep to hallucinogenic psychedelics, you're diving in deep to every fucking thing that's available. And you right. don't know what everyone else is doing because how many people are at Shambhala doing oh, a handful God. of things? Yeah, there's like, like 2,500 people, 3,000 people there. Right, so you don't know right? what there's, they took, what they didn't There's take. four or five bands playing at the same time. Jesus fucking Christ. There's like electronica band, rock band. Uh, like Yeah, there's like five different stages that are all playing at the same time. Yes. And you can just bounce and float to wherever you want. Oh my God. And it was like, oh. Sounds like fuck. a daffodil daydream. <laughs> yeah, it was just like you walk into the main area... And, like, every direction you went, there was another performance that you can go and watch. Right. And it was just fucking fantastic. Okay, so, I, yeah, I don't have anything near as cool as Shambhala, guys. Just saying, (laughs) I don't have anything as cool as that. Um, So, what I want to dive into is just a little bit of... (laughs) Okay, so I'm just grasping the memory. All right, so... Back in, I think it was, grade 10. It was grade 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Grade 10, I had already uh, smoked weed, cannabis. I was doing the weed thing. I was doing all that. Um, But I hadn't, because for the longest time, and a lot of people don't know this, I was actually against weed. I was scared of it. I grew up as an asthmatic. I haven't been able to actually smoke weed like or smoke cigarettes. I was told from the doctors that I wouldn't be able to actually. So they were just like, this kid shouldn't actually do that because his lungs are so bad. And I was like, I believe you for real because I was on a ventilator. I was on all that shit. So when it comes down to it, I was so actually against it and 
I started smoking weed and it was like this funny thing that I did it because I, it was like a fight against myself. So anyways, what I'm getting to is we started doing that and it, and it, I don't want to call it the gateway drug because that's not what I'm trying to say here, but it started with weed and I did definitely want to find more of weed was, it's good at calming you down, but I was like, man, come on. People have talked about mushrooms. Like you're going through your grade 10 years and you're looking at things like, why don't I experiment? Why don't I try it? So fuck it. Anyways, we're at a buddy's place the one night and I'm not going to use names here. So we're at like, we're going to call him Kevin Dale, or we're going to call him Kevin Draco and Danny, because those are no names of my friends. And so Draco gives me probably a good like, I don't know, four grams in a bag. Like I paid him what, $20 at the time? It was amazing. It was fucking great. 20 bucks would get you double what you pay for now back then it was wild like nowadays guys if you want to get some mushrooms it's like a dollar or ten dollars sorry ten dollars per gram anyway unless you're going online and getting a better deal so i pay this guy 20 bucks i get four grams of mushrooms and i've never really even experimented i'm at his house hanging out with one of my best friends i can shout you out zach you know zach's okay with it and he was there and we're doing our thing and he's like, are you going to eat some? And I was like, well, I'm kind of nervous to eat some myself, like by myself. And he's like, well, fuck, that's a lot of mushrooms and you haven't done them before. And I was like, uh, yeah, well, we should probably split them. I mean, why don't we split them? And I'm pretty sure it was either that's how it went or he got some too. And we both ate them to make each other feel better, like together. Why don't we just do it together? Best fucking friends might as well have the best fucking time. And holy fucking shit, I was so fucked up. In a matter of an hour, I ate two grams of mushrooms and I am literally sitting on this guy's bed and I'm watching Danny and Draco play fucking Call of Duty. And I shit you not, the screen's like turning and spinning and warping and I can't tell what they're playing on anymore. I can't tell what map they're on anymore. And I look over at Zach and I'm like, dude, like, wow, man, like, fucking high, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a trip. Like, this is mushrooms. And I was like, I don't feel good either. And he's like, oh, don't puke. It's okay. He's like, your tummy's not going to feel good at all. It's going to hate it. It's going to absolutely fucking hate it. But you're going to have to fight through that if you want to enjoy yourself. And, tell you, and you're going to be okay. I'm not trying to scare you. And he was really good. He... he he just told me how it was. And that's what I've always appreciated about Zach. He's never sugarcoated shit. He was like, you know what? You did this to yourself, mate. This is how it's going to be, bud. You're going to feel sick as fuck. And you're going to have to find some peace in it somehow. So I said, you know what? Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Let's let's go for a walk or let's go and adventure. So he's like, yeah, fucking right. That's what you want to do. You want to see nature when you're fucking on mushrooms. That's why you go to Shambhala. You go to the you go to BC so that you can get with nature and in touch. Reality, huh? Yeah, get in touch, and it's it was fucking hilarious. I here's where my here's what I remember from the most vivid. Oh my god, people will say it sounds like an acid trip, 
but these these shrooms had me fucking done in, man. I uh, I come out of Buddy's house. We go into this uh, a garden. I'll just say a garden. We go into this garden, and <laughs> I got down on my stomach and started to like swim through the dirt to get through the garden. I didn't want to walk through it. I felt like it wasn't walkable. I had to, I don't know why, I had to swim through the dirt. And so I'm literally getting down on the ground and Zach's like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, it's all right, man, I'll be all right. (laughs) Just just let me do this. I'm just gonna get down here, man. He's like, okay, bro. And so we're, we're going, he's walking, I'm fucking swimming in dirt. <laughs> and, uh, and I stop moving and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay, bro? And I'm like, well, I would be okay if the ants weren't down here making a city for themselves. Uh, and I was dead serious. <laughs> I was dead. Fuck. I could, I could see these ants coming out of the hole. And, and I, I, I thought I could see what they were, their purpose was, like what they were really building and doing. I thought there was a fucking city going on down here in the dirt in this garden. And Zach just starts laughing so fucking hard. And I'm like crawling again. I start crawling. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. And I like, I like stand up and I'm like, no, no. I'm like, get the fuck out of the garden. I was like, get the fuck out of here. We're standing on these fucking ants city. This is their house. This is where they live. They live under here. And I was like, and these vegetables. Why the fuck are we stepping on the vegetables? Let's get the fuck out of here. And he's like, good point, brother. And so we start running in the opposite direction. Because that's what you do when you're on fucking psychedelics. You either walk or you run. There's no middle. You don't go at a certain pace. You either just fucking saunter, walk, or you go, oh, I need to go see that. And you just hoof it, and you're there. And so we <laughs> kick the can that I dropped earlier. So we hoof it in this opposite direction, and we get t- 20 feet away. And I literally think that I'm being chased by what I thought in my head was a tiger, because I'm apparently I have an irrational fear of fucking tigers. I learned that from this trip. I thought there was a tiger. And Zach's like, it's f- there's no... And I was like, I'm not good. So I start running faster. And he's like, this is fucked. I'm losing my friend's mind here. He's, he's, he's going to the trip. And I fell into a ditch. And I fall in the ditch. And then I like get up. And all I remember from the, before the trip gets really intense and we were high for like four hours, this is all in the first hour. And what I remembered was is getting out of the ditch and just being like, Oh man, we gotta go fucking find something to do. And like, we just walked around the entire city of Swift Current. <laughs> the entire city. We did a lap. And by the time we made it around the city in like four hours, five hours, something like that, we went to 7 Eleven, which you, I fucking do not recommend doing. Don't go to fucking 7 Eleven when you're three hours, four hours, any time when you're on fucking mushrooms. Don't. You don't sound normal. You don't act normal. <laughs> You're trying to converse with someone who's working 
and they're doing their fucking job. The last thing they want is a fucking person on shrooms to even come into a 7-Eleven for God's sake. So just order some food in or wait until 7 a.m. when maybe your high wears off and you can put some sunglasses on and go get breakfast. Anyways, that's my point. Um, it was a lot. We learned a lot. And we we found that it wasn't so much about partying with people because, right, we couldn't we couldn't handle being with Draco, Danny, fuck nuts, and whoever. We had to get away, and we had to find a comfort place. We had like like you said, you had to find the comfort tent. You go there, you feel fucking great. As soon as we found a comfort tent in life that we could we we could appreciate, we could appreciate life. And and it was funny because we, it goes on to trips that we 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 shared with our good friends. And as much as I say, oh, I appreciate nature and I love nature, there was a mushroom trip where I was so fucking lost in the sauce. Zach recalls this too. He was like, what the fuck was wrong with you? I, I stepped on a, a flower and I killed the flower because it was too beautiful. I said, this, this flower doesn't deserve to be on this earth because this earth is so tainted. And I just stepped on it. I was like, I just saved it. I saved that flower. And he's like, you're fucked. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, the world's fucked. And, and so psychedelics, like, man, I don't know if you guys are getting anything from this 57 and a half minute long podcast is where we're at right now. So thank you all for tuning in and hanging in there if you did. Um, you're all still listening. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, the last time I did Mushrooms... Well, I, I microdosed with you when we were on our kayak trip oh, so on Father's good. Day. That was a good. That was a good time. And that and and that was fine. Um, but when we lived with the person whose name I shall not speak, I went to a friend's place, and we we're having a bonfire, and did some mushrooms, and I was already, you know, six drinks. Six, seven Ooh, drinks in. Six beer bottles. I'm like, yeah, so I'm like six, seven drinks in. Yeah, and six, six to eight beer. And uh, you're going in. And I did a, did a mouthful of fucking stems. Whatever. Yeah. I'm looking up at the trees and I'm like, fuck, are those green, bud? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, that's some. And the breeze was blowing just enough to make the leaves like move and shit and I'm yeah. like oh my god is that beautiful and I'm just fuck it like I'm I'm lost in these trees I'm just watching them <laughs> so all of a sudden it's, it's my like, favorite thing alright it's time to go and I'm like alright cool I wish I would have mentioned that that's my favorite thing to watch on mushrooms is trees go on yeah so I'm like yeah okay it's time to go cool perfect so we're trying to walk out of his backyard but his house is under construction at the time. And he's got like wooden boards and shit with nails sticking out of them. And I, of course, high and drunk, I stumble. And that's where this scar came from that will never leave. Because I fell into a pile of wood with nails in it. And I tried to crack myself. And the nail dug right through my hand. And it was like bleeding like... Just it's just squirting blood right now. I'm like, yeah, no, just put some, just put some paper towel on it. 
I'll be fine. That'll be fine. That's how Saskatchewan boy deals with it. It's all, it's all good. It's all right. I just wrap some paper towel on there. It'll be good. And, uh, yeah, so I have this scar to this day to remind me the last time that I took mushrooms. That's awesome. But they weren't bad. Yeah. I uh, So, uh, while we're on the topic of psychedelics, I want to go into how I have somehow managed to... I think it's actually good right there. I've somehow managed to actually not do acid as much as I've done mushrooms or smoked weed my whole life until this actually very year. And uh, you know what? I'll, I'll even say it. I'll, I'll just say it like openly and nicely because, damn, I have had an eye-opening experience with it. Uh, LSD was really uh, something that I felt very moved by this year and it showed me a lot about myself I've come a long way since I did it and the story will be shared when it's ready to be shared um, totally not ready yet but like uh, wow like the can't even can't even yet that's why I can't even um, story for another day yeah but uh, thank you um, for everyone who's hung in throughout this rather long one hour special as you can almost pretty much guess that's going to happen every time we have yeah the last couple of shows have been like hour long shows yeah. and, but uh yeah, we could do these. We could do these. We could do these things like three times a week or whatever, and you'd be like twenty minute, half hour shows. Yeah, but or we could just sum it up. We tend to wait sorry, until we save like, it. Sorry, we don't sum it up. We save yeah, it. We, we save it. We tend to wait until we've got something to talk about yeah. with some meat, yeah. so you actually have a show to listen to. Right. And you know what? I want to. I gotta give. Um, I gotta give some shout outs. Yeah, I do. Give her um, my very, very favorite podcasters. Um, two bears, one cave. Yeah, of course, of course. Two bears, one cave. Probably one of the best cat podcasts out there. Um, Bert and Tom. I think Bert and Tom are probably Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer. You guys kill it every time, and you are. Fantastic. I don't know how to get a hold of you guys, and, but damn, we, that'd be cool. And we love you. Yes. Like, we will watch and over, pay attention to over. every and second of everything that you guys talk and about. And your mom's house. I like your mom's house, too. Your mom's house is great. That's that's Tom and his, Tom and his wife. Yeah. Your mom's house is actually a great podcast, also. So, but yeah, Two Bears, One Cave, man. Check two Bears, two One bears, Cave. One Cave. Two bears, one cave. Two, your like sells. the number two, the number two bears, the number one cave. cave. Yeah. Two bears, one cave. Yeah. Check it out because you will laugh your ass off because those two guys are hilarious. Oh, yeah. And Bert and Tom, like both fantastic comedians on their own, but when you put the two of them in the same Holy room. shit. Oh, my God. Just, you get like an hour of just a beautiful bliss comedy. Oh, good lord! You guys are freaking killer. And 
Tom, your wife is hilarious. Tom Segura and his wife on on your mom's you house. You guys are awesome together. Like She's, that's, that's great. Like, oh. it, 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 Tom, like I, I don't think a lot of people give you credit, Tom. And you know what? If you like Bert and you like Tom together, go go check out Tom's stuff. He's on Netflix too. Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer. Watch every single one of their comedy specials because these two guys are the funniest people alive right now. Seriously. Um, if you yeah. want, the, if you want the best comics on the planet right now, Bert and Tom. Yeah. Hands down. I'll give it to Kevin Hart too. Kevin Hart is hands down. You got to say too. What from his drama? Holy shit! What we've seen Kevin Hart do. Lately. Kevin's Kevin's done some awesome work. Kevin has really shown true like uh, artistry not just comedian work yeah he's he's an actor he's a, he's a artist yeah that's serious that's yeah. serious that he's done is that's okay. pretty intense amazing go check out kevin hart if you haven't of course you probably heard his name somewhere but if you haven't go check out kevin hart and mr dave Chappelle. oh my gosh that that what a sign off last comedy show that drop the mic that you did, bro. Oh my God! Like you, you are. Inspired so many people. Like, oh, you are a king of comedy. You, you, you are right up there, Dave. You're right up there with Robin Williams and Richard Pryor. Yes. You have yes. made. You have made your mark. You yes. are one of those people who comedians like myself aspire to want to be like yeah so good on you brother thank you to everybody who hasn't made a na big name for themselves thank you to all of you for trying your best every day doing your own creative thing making your own art if it's something that you believe in and you hope to do something with do it just just go out there and get it every day and make it the most like you can create anything that you want in this world it just is a matter of doing it and and seeing it through and just being yourself like don't don't try to conform to anybody else's opinion is what i is what i really want to get out there is just be yourself hashtag be yourself make that fucking trending yeah make it you make it right yeah make it you make it right yeah Hashtag make it, you make it, make that bit real, real, make it, you make it right. Thank you. All right. Well, on this note and that note and all the notes that we have shared with you tonight, I think this is quite a nice place to leave off. Yep. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're there. It's been a good night. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you're still listening, I know it's been kind of a long drawn out affair and We've had some long stories, but and if you're still there... Man, psychedelics will take you on a fucking journey. We didn't even touch the surface. The iceberg hasn't even been shown. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, got, I've got a bit of years of experience. Oh, I can, yeah, I can, still, yeah, I can still tell the story about the first time oh, I tried mushrooms. See, exactly. Oh, yeah. where your Auntie Glenda had to drive my freaking standard car home that she didn't know how to drive. This good times. And I these, saw Martians selling fucking sombreros in my fucking bedroom. These stories and more. Yeah. If you stay tuned. Oh, that shit'll come. Oh, that shit'll come. Yeah.
Yeah, so thank you all very much. Sincerely, from the bottom of Trip's heart, thank you. Red's love bleeds red, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, thank you all very much for coming out. One more time, shout out to you, the listener. Shout out to you, the person. You are awesome. You are what makes art worth doing. We create art, and we are artists. We are creatives. We are passionate individuals that really just care about what we believe in and if you stand for what you believe in then the fucking power to you bud anything else there right nice peace and love everybody